Hello and welcome to In at Break, a discussion on all things education. You can call me Mr B. I teach sport and business in a further education college. And I'm Mr T and I'm a primary school teacher. Each week one of us is going to ask the other a question about education. It might be serious, it might be silly, but we'll give you our take on it. We're going to decide who asks the question with a good old-fashioned coin toss. I'll flip it and you call it. Here we go. Welcome everybody to another episode of In at Break. And I am so excited for you guys to join us today because we are joined by a guest. I don't know how we should refer to you. Do you want to be Yogi J? Do you want to be J? Do you want to be Miss J? What would you like to be? However you would like to address me is fine. Please can we do Yogi J? Come on. (laughs) Yogi J is a very long-term friend of mine and uh, a slightly newer friend of, of Mr. T's. Uh, she is a specialist in teaching. She teaches yoga um, to all ages and stages, and she has taught yoga in schools as well. To it was primary schools, wasn't it? That you you were doing some stuff with, wasn't it? it? Was, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and so we have talked about in the past how we'd like to get some specialists on uh, who maybe teach in different setups. Uh, but Jay is also Yogi Jay is also my twin. We share exactly the same date of birth on exactly the same year and we look quite alike as well almost Uh, identical almost identical people (laughs) often confuse us for being related even though we are not but we like to think we are she is my (laughs) sister for another mister she is yogi jay and i'm so excited that she's on the podcast today so welcome yogi jay what an intro thank you very much why don't you ever give me an intro like that, Mr. B? You've never given shut me up. anything shut like up. that. You shut, up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You, you just hush up, all right? It isn't about what, you. It's not about me. It's about Yogi J. <laughs> What's interesting is how we how we both found out that we were twins because you were you were giving me a treatment and I believe you had your elbow trying to find my psoas or something <laughs> quite... <laughs> Sounds realistic and quite... <laughs> plausible. Yeah, and uh, we were, we somehow got into the topics of holidays and birthdays and we were like what what year what day yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it i just want to know a couple of things because obviously at this point i've done yoga with you i don't know how many times like probably like around like 10 times so quite a few Less and i was someone who's never time. ever done yoga before in my life and what i wanted to ask selfishly is how did you get into yoga like where did this come from from you and then how did you end up going to schools to teach and te- do this stuff at schools? That's that's a good question. So, okay, I first did yoga when I was probably about 20, 21. Um, so I was, wasn't like a teenager or anything, but I was pretty young really as far as yoga goes and it wasn't exactly super popular then either. So I did my first class and I was like, whoa, that that was really great. And it wasn't even like a teacher that was super... I don't know, not to do her a disservice, but, you know, it wasn't some famous teacher. It was like a regular class in a gym, you know, not even in a yoga studio. So, um, but yeah, so she had a, she had a great effect on me and I, I really enjoyed that class. And I knew from that point that I wanted to teach and it was something that I wanted to do at a much deeper level. Uh, but I was, uh, I was uh, looking to study building surveying at the time. So I said to myself, do you know what, do that first, get qualified and then pursue this. So I had this, you know, I had this thought in my mind, let me do it the sensible way. Let me do a proper job, inverted commas. 
and and then pursue it after that. So I did it in the background and I did my building surveying qualification, got chartered, pursued that career. And as soon as I got chartered, I started my yoga teacher training. Um, so it was always there from about 2021, I'd say. And I was just waiting for the moment to start, right. to start, yeah, to start delving in a little bit deeper so I could teach. And so have you been doing it consistently since then? That's how long, you, as in like, how often do you think at the beginning or I guess like consistency wise, you have been doing it? So consistency wise, I would say I'm not even consistent now. So I will have periods where I'm on, I'm off. I'm like every day and then I'm twice a week or so consistent. Well, it depends what you mean by that word, but consistently the whole time in terms mm. of interest, but I wouldn't say it was a daily practice every day, nor does it need to be. That's really interesting because in my head, I mean, where I, this, this is kind of a unique one for me because we've had an episode before with Mr. B and we've had um, we've had a lecturer of his on. So he's kind of had, mm. he's sort of had a teacher on here, but this is the first time that I've had a teacher on here that obviously that I've... I've been in your classes dude like that's it's pretty <laughs> surreal to have someone on here that you know I've taught and so in my head when I'm there as you do with a teacher like you assume that they don't really exist outside of the classroom right so in my head I'm just like yeah like Yogi J all day is just yoga like fucking meditating in the car on the way back the house is just like wind chimes as you go in and you know like I, like I just really built up in my head this image of 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 like oh yeah if you want to be really good at yoga if you really want to get to that level you have to be doing it all day you have to live it like all day every day but it's so nice to hear from you to be like no there are definitely times where you know it's it's not all the time every day like, I, I yoga is a thing that I do not the thing that you are if that makes sense Absolutely. I mean, the description of my house and the car meditating on the way home is pretty accurate. To be <laughs> <laughs> but that aside, I would say um, there's definitely times where you need to be someone else and have a different vibe. Like when you're punching a bag, it's completely different. Or a person. <laughs> or a person, right. Um, no, yeah, so it's, you know, there's, there's, different, there's different applications for different times. But I think the way you move, and the way you breathe and the way you can bring mindfulness into your everyday life that could be all day every day so and I, i'm going to use a sim like a silly example but even the way you sit down and get up off a toilet seat if you're mindful about the way you're moving and using the right you know muscles and you know your hips in the right way you're kind of doing yoga for, even for something like that um in the car you know so for me in the car, I'm actually quite conscious about it because I used to do really long hours um, for my job, like really long driving hours for my job in my early 20s up to, I don't know, maybe 26, 27. And it could be up to maybe four hours in the car at a time and sometimes more. <clears throat> so I used to get that whole feeling of, you know, like being hunched over, steering wheel. And I did literally have to do yoga in the car and like kind of think up ways of doing like car yoga to like, bring your oh, cool. posture back and that was before like instagram and like before you got these quick reels on how to do like desk yoga and car yoga it was before all of that it was just like really intuitive and trying to understand how should my body actually be working and what is the car doing to me right now and how do i need to balance that i think i think that is the thing that um that surprised me the most actually of doing yoga is that um before i had gone i'd assumed that essentially i was going to go there 
have a bit of a stretch, sort of cool. I'm basically warmed up, ready for whatever I'm going to do next. Sort of like treat yoga almost as a warm up. But when I when I came for the first session, I remember coming away from it and thinking like, oh wow, first of all, that's not a warm up. Like you, mm. it, that is not that is not like an easy stretch for you to do and then go off and do something else. Like you know, it's not it's not super like deadly tiring, like you know, running on a treadmill or whatever. But it was it was um like mentally it was it was quite a lot to think about you really do have to like be aware of to do it properly you've got to be aware of stuff and you know even when you're at the front and you'll say something like okay like make sure that your like hips engaged or make sure that your butt's engaged properly it's like oh like i wasn't doing that and now i am doing that and it's a completely different thing like having that awareness of your body and i do wonder about like uh people who have never done yoga before i wonder in, if in their head their perspective is like yeah you sit around you know, you just breathe in and out a bit, do a bit of a stretch and go home. And there's actually like so many layers to it that I honestly had no idea existed until I had done it. And and now that I now I do, I tell everybody in the world, I'm like, oh, yeah, you should definitely do yoga, like 100%, like everyone I try to. And I'm not even like, you know, I'm not even, like, maybe, I'm maybe like 10 sessions in. So I can't imagine what people are doing who are years down the line, like yourself. You must have such a detailed understanding of the way that your body is moving and what you're doing with your body and I guess you need that to be able to teach it right yeah absolutely um and I would say your friends who think that yoga is just breathing and stretching I don't want to say it like that but you know really yeah, yeah. like still it's not necessarily even that they're wrong it's um there's just a massive spectrum when it comes to yoga um, so you can go from something quite restorative where you're just doing two or three postures over an hour and they're all about just relaxing into it and that's that's it and that's that's perfectly fine that's sometimes what the body needs that's sometimes what the mind needs and then you've got the other end of it and it's like something like a, an hour and a half long hot yoga class which maybe that's what you need maybe that's what you want maybe that's what you enjoy yeah. um and I've definitely been on both ends of that spectrum at different points in my life so if I'm if I'm particularly um loaded in another area of my life I you know I think I need to load myself in yoga as well and it turns out I'll go to a class like that and I'm like whoa that was that maybe just pushed me over the edge a little bit right, <laughs> maybe right, sure. a bit more restorative right now um, I remember the first time I had a yoga session with you and I left feeling like I was taller. I felt like I was about two inches taller. Um, <laughs> and then I walked down the road and it was downhill and my legs went full disco legs. And <laughs> I paid the price for all those warrior poses that we seemed to do that seemed to me at the time to last forever. And I, I assume they only lasted for a matter of minutes but it was such a challenge compared to other things that I'd done before and it, it created like a a respect for me in yoga which <clears throat> I'd always I'd always just said to people oh you're not very flexible you need to go do yoga um like work on your flexibility do yoga but I didn't I didn't have an appreciation of what it was to me it was just a stretching class really and uh you know that's on me for being disrespectful to to what is an ancient uh, life practice but <clears throat> it, it really kind of opened my eyes to that and then we did a, like quite a few classes together um, in the end but I have since then said that if I ever have kids uh, I would there's, there's a few things that I think kids uh, should learn when they're young because it teaches them good body awareness 
Uh, one could be dance, another could be gymnastics, and now I've added a third one to that, which I think is yoga, because I think it gives you an appreciation for <clears throat> how your body can move and kind of where it is in space and time, which some people might laugh at, but actually when you teach physical activity, you will meet some people who just have no clue where their body is in relation to everything else around them. Hmm. Um, and I found yoga to be <clears throat> an amazing practice for kind of understanding your body um, from a purely physical side of things, not even from a spiritual side. The, the first thing I got was like, geez, I'm having to learn how to use my body properly. Um, and so it, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And then, of course, I know that it is grounded in a spirituality that that is kind of beyond quite a lot of Western practices that, that we see and that we use. Um, and I know that you were doing some work with primary school kids, and we mentioned that earlier a little bit. But I'm really interested in to kind of in, in how that came about and then what you found doing that, because teaching kids, uh, it must be utterly different to teaching people like me and Mr. T. Because we're because we're elite athletes, you mean? I know because we're old and busted. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, Mr. T, but I was I was I was going to touch on that um, as as um, Mr. B there was talking, he. He, he was talking about his how he felt coming out of the class and and as you know I I really enjoy teaching um, people who are athletic but that is often the surprise that comes out of it in that they come and they think they're coming to breathe and stretch and then they find something else and it's at, on the one hand I can see them getting super grounded in that moment because there is no one really that comes to my class that is athletically weak uh, mm. teaching you know um MMA fighters, jiu-jitsu guys um, and girls. Um, so everyone has that 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 strength and uh, stamina. But there's something about yoga that's slightly different. And um, just seeing just seeing a person come in, it's not. I don't want to say they're humbled. It's not, it's not. That's not really what's going on. But there is certainly a moment of like, right, okay, this is different. And I can see the minds changing and the body following on into something else as they like progress and learn and melt into the world of yoga so that's that's a really nice thing to watch and it's it's certainly a different journey for someone who's already athletic um so what about when you were teaching the children what, what about did, did, how did you find that versus teaching adults for example yeah so to answer the question the, how, the way I got into that is um my nieces were um in primary school at the time and when the head teacher found out that I taught yoga, she invited me along to, to teach at the school. So, <clears throat> so I, uh, yeah, so I was teaching, I want to say it was between five and seven year olds um, at the time. And um, first of all, like one third of the attention span of an adult. <laughs> sure. I was like, wow, okay. So that's pretty good, you know. Session. One third is pretty good. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, like so I had <clears throat> to make it a lot shorter and just become a little bit more creative with the way I would describe things. So for example, like I would go from child's pose up to tree, which are two poses that you both know. But for them, I would be like, right, we're gonna start off as a little seed. And so storytelling became something that was a bit more important in taking them through the journey between poses and getting their mind engaged and their mind into, into the story rather than whatever else might have gone on in their day. So it ended up being a story about seed that grew 
taller and taller very slowly up into a tree and so that became the transition of the two postures which you know if i was teaching adults it's slightly different maybe vinyasa sure. but not quite the same story yeah um and then there were children who on the on, particularly focusing on the on the mindful side they had like um maybe trouble focusing or just um just pausing for um a period of time so it was just in their nature to be very fast very quick and whatever you know different children have different conditions at the moment and we'll, i won't get into that but obviously there was that difficulty for some of them to just pause so i brought things into the class for example um i brought in loads of colored feathers and all they had to do for one minute was just like look at the feather focus on the color of the feather and then and that was it just look and observe this feather and the way that it moved gently and then the next class what i did is i was like okay now we'll introduce breathing and i used the same feather but rather than getting there to, getting them to sit there and breathe which even for adults can be a difficult thing like a difficult concept to focus on i got them to look at their feather and to blow out onto the feather and just watch how it moved so that's, that's how brilliant. I got them to breathe, but you know it's nice and slow. But they had something to focus on. <clears throat> Sorry, and it's uh, and it's visual, right? Like you can it, when you're breathing and you can see the feather moving. That is in itself going to help give them some focus. I was just thinking of what would happen if you tried that at my college, and <laughs> undoubtedly, undoubtedly, someone starts stealing feathers, and someone else starts eating feathers. That's, <laughs> that's that. That's like. Or starts making someone else eat them, just starts stuffing them in their face. It, yeah, so. You have to eat this feather. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. You're eating it. That's it. That's really cool. And that's really interesting. And, and exactly what you're saying, like, obviously, as someone who teaches children that age, I do understand that you have to be the most interesting thing in the room or else you've lost them, like, all the time. And it's very easy for me because when I'm at the front of the room, I can move around and be loud and I can, you know, I can make it so that I'm interesting. Like, look at me over here. But I imagine in yoga where uh, it is sometimes, you know, it's, sometimes it's difficult and they might not be able to see kind of past the abstract. Adding something like a story must have been so, so useful. I bet they really found that um, useful to kind of almost understand the context of why they were doing what they were doing suddenly now like oh this pose makes sense to me because i was a seed so now i'm going to become a tree like this makes sense to me you know exactly exactly yeah um yeah it was just that journey and then other animals for different poses which a lot of yoga poses are named after animals anyway so that's, right. that's useful <laughs> yeah, sure. but um yeah just just getting them to connect with um the names of the animal poses and maybe making a sound of a snake when they're in snake pose for example you know just just like bringing another element into it that wouldn't necessarily be appropriate for an adult class but for them it becomes i wouldn't have done that <laughs> i wouldn't have done any of these things you talked about so um but yeah just to make it like play a little bit more like play right yeah yeah exactly yeah that totally makes sense and um so did you, were they like, did you find that they were quite responsive to it? Like over the time that you did it, um, did they enjoy yeah. it and come back? Yeah, they did. They did. Um, and these things I've just described, that's not how I taught the first class. <laughs> right. I, I had to discover ways of engaging them as I, as I went on. So the storytelling definitely was there from the beginning. Um, but I, 
I definitely had to bring a lot more play. The idea of the feather came later on. So it was like different things that as I got to know them and understood how they see the world, their attention span, um, and yeah, just how they played, that's that's when I started to piece together other bits that would keep them engaged. So it was it was definitely a journey for me as well as an evolution of how to teach them for me, for sure. I'm curious, did you ever think that perhaps uh going in costume like someone out of Fortnite or something like that would hold their attention more no <laughs> uh, just me only me then only me so I guess I'm not suitable for teaching yoga to kids that's, that's probably I'll uh, if anyone needs me I'm going to be in a different room on a different call thank you goodbye hey, Mr B I'm out um the, the other question that I was going to ask was um actually Go on. Oh no. No, he's not gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's just no, ignore him. Yeah, the, other, on mute. <laughs> the other question I was going to ask was about um, obviously now as someone who's done it, I would absolutely advocate for yoga to be taught in schools, right? So it'd be really cool for that to be a thing that is part of almost like the curriculum, like because I've really felt like you could cross over quite a few lessons with that, and you would cover quite yes. a lot of bases. You know, you you like it's not it's not as simple as just oh this is just mindfulness like this is ps this is like what we'd call that in school would be pshe which is basically like a lot of the stuff about learning about social issues and kind of understanding your body a bit more and it's also not quite physical education as pe but I guess my question is um, if that we were to implement yoga um, I think you do you think you'd have to get in specialists to teach it really to be effective because i'm just thinking the amount of times that it's been like all right cool we're doing hockey today and it's just like oh fuck right guys pick up a stick hit the ball i guess i don't really know what i'm doing i couldn't imagine someone trying to blag their way through a yoga lesson and it being in any way as effective as someone who actually knows what they're doing so do you think it could be done by people who don't practice yoga like have never practiced yoga themselves or do you think really it would require a specialist to come in and teach it um, I think it's safer to have someone who's a specialist to come in and teach it. Don't you go trying this, Mr. T. That's what I'm getting from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just want to know, like, someone who's done, like, 10 sessions, could they do it? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, that, I, and sometimes, um, sometimes in part of one of, we, so I, as part of the thing at my school, we do dance as part of the lessons we do per week. And at the end of dance, I do have a little bit of kind of like a turn the lights off, put on some nice calm music and get them to do a couple of like stretches but I don't necessarily like as in like poses and stretches that we've done together but I don't necessarily I I wouldn't feel comfortable to be like all right I can fill a 45 minute yoga session with these girls like there's no way um I can I could maybe do I could maybe do like a five minute like here are a couple of poses let's try and keep your attention let's do some breathing right let's go to the next lesson do you know what I mean like I, I don't necessarily think that you could give me a handbook even if someone was to write it all down and say this is how you teach yoga I don't think I could read that book and go yeah cool like I now know how to teach yoga do you know what I mean like you, you either just know how to do it or you don't yeah I mean I think it depends on the individual so like I said it's probably safer to get a specialist in but for things like you're describing that's that's yeah that, that should be happening anyway like you know a, a pigeon pose a forward fold like these are nice easy things that are pretty safe for anyone to teach or pick up or you know and these kids have probably been watching their parents do these kind of poses <laughs> sure. during lockdown anyway <laughs> 
so um so yeah 100 percent. that's that's great that you're bringing it into into your classes in, in whichever way this cool down which, whichever way that you can yeah, yeah crow crow into handstand bro crow into handstand yeah. <laughs> no but um just getting back to the kids there i was just gonna one point that i wanted to make was um you know pe back when i was young was not too enticing <laughs> at all it didn't you know I didn't really want to get involved it felt quite competitive and at times shameful um and I think from what I'm hearing about PE these days it's changed a lot and you know the people that are teaching it are really well trained into making things engaging and fun and um not obviously competition needs to be a thing like it needs to exist it's healthy but that doesn't it's not the most important thing in a PE class anymore and yoga similarly there is you know competition doesn't even exist it's just like let's play let's move let's feel nice and then we go and that's really nice for kids I think that a space where they don't have to be like the person next to them like it just doesn't matter I feel like this I there's something that will come up later on in this episode that I feel like hearing you say that might have just like cut the legs from underneath what I, <laughs> I want to talk about later what did you want to talk about go for it no well i was thinking it might be quite fun um i i mean i'm totally and utterly derailing sensible conversation here with this bit but these are these are some thoughts that i've needed answering for a little while and i think this is probably a good space to have them answered i would like your response without much time to think on whether these people would be natural yogis or naturally good at yoga or not okay okay all right so uh i think we'll start with a, a fairly simple straightforward one would yoda be good at yoga yes okay cool all right that's fine why because he's like a master zen okay being. okay um we'll go with another one uh the queen would the queen be good at yoga Yes. How old is the Queen, by the way? Why? Why? 95, I think. Why would right. the Queen be good at yoga? Because you don't need to look like any particular way, move a particular way, be a particular age to be good at yoga. Okay. Well, then, bearing that in mind, Homer Simpson. Yes. Yes, he would be good at yoga. Yes, he would. Okay. Uh, okay, well, I feel like everyone so far has been good at yoga. I feel like I'm, I might, I'm, right, I'm going to try and find someone who might not be. Uh, John Wick, <laughs> fan, of, fan of the show, fan of the show, friend of the podcast, John Wick. Would John Wick be good at yoga? I mean, he's got immense focus. <laughs> Fuck's sakes, everybody's good at fucking yoga. Everybody <laughs> apart from me, is that right? Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he's so yes. strong. Yes. yes. Fuck he would, be, he would right, be great. Fine. I mean, he did ballet when he was. All right, fine. Um, no, I got that. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw him on stage <laughs> posing. Yeah, people have often mistaken us for being the same guy, but it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. I can see that. You shut you, but you you be quiet. Okay, <laughs> right, I think I've nailed one. I think I've got one now. I think I've got one now. Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I'd totally push him over in tree pose. Right. So then now now I need now I need now I need it's a comparative block of questions now. Who would be the better yoga practitioner? 
Roadrunner or Wiley e. Coyote? A Roadrunner. Why? I just feel like those legs would be handy for lots of poses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if you talk about focus, Wiley e. Coyote is like, I mean, he's so focused, admittedly on killing Roadrunner, but that's, that's kind of, you know. Uh, okay, uh, Woody or Buzz? from Toy Story if you've lived in a cave for the last 20 years. You are, so what's the question? Who would be better at yoga? Woody but, or Buzz? But there is no better yeah, at yoga. Yeah, I was going to do that. There is a better at yoga. I need no. to <laughs> Like, this is what we just Ariel, did, do you remember? Ariel or Princess Jasmine? <laughs> Ariel hasn't got legs! She's got no that's, legs, Listen, mate. that's not my problem. Listen, I, everyone can be good at yoga whether you've got whether you're Ariel with no legs or oh, Ursula listen, with look, eight legs. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, it's all been building up to this. Oh, I God. Need to know Out Mr. of you B and who? Or Mr. B. That's all I need to know, Mr. <laughs> C or Mr. B. That's all I need to know. So, Amazing. the weather's really cold. <laughs> right, <I'm, laughs> that's it. I'm, I'm out. Fuck this. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, 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 no. Like, seriously, yeah, I, every, anyone and everyone can do yoga. You don't have to be a certain way, a certain size, a certain anything. That's the beauty of it. You just do it to feel better and you just get on with life. That's it. And you said everyone could do yoga. I'm, I'm not buying it. Aren't you happy for them? Yeah, right. Maybe. Do I sound like a happy guy to you? <laughs> come on, man. Uh, I've got what, are you, a, I've got a... what are you saying? Come on, man! For she's just, she's just, yeah. No, it's fine. Everyone's good at yoga. Fine, you're good at yoga. I'm good at yoga. She's good at yoga. Ariel's good at yoga. Boris Johnson's good at yoga. Fine. She, she, like Yogi J just spent two minutes telling us about how good it is that it's in PE that the kids don't have to compete and it's just lovely. Everyone can do it and everyone just feels good afterwards. And you're like, yeah, cool. But who's the best? <laughs> like that's exactly what she was just saying. But every ever since. Ever since I first did a yoga session with Yogi J, I've wanted to know who I could beat in yoga. <laughs> can I just can I just add um, that that yoga for most people is a position they don't do day to day. Like they'll get themselves into a position where they're oh I didn't do this like from nine to five or even afterwards. So now I'm doing this thing with my body that's different to to normal. And sometimes that that in itself just like with other athletic sort of endeavors sometimes you have a mental block where you think you can't do something and actually you can mm. um and mr t you had this experience in class didn't you where yes you thought you couldn't get into a particular position and i got you into it in a different way lying on your back and you were like oh i can do it my body does go that way <laughs> <laughs> and it was a, like a revelation yeah, it was um, amazing. It was it was it was really really cool. So it was it was a squat, wasn't it? Right? I can't I can't I still feel like I can't squat with my foot flat. I could put my toes up, but then even just having you put me on my back and go, okay, get to yourself to a squat position, I could. And you're like, yeah, dude, this is you. This is the exact same thing. And you, and it wasn't forced. No, just, we just moved your legs and you were in a squat and you were like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Very eye opening. But yeah. that's what I mean. Like even that even that aspect of yoga that I didn't expect, where it's just like just turning things into a slightly different perspective just gave me a lot more um, understanding of my body and kind of confidence of understanding where I can and can't move. And, you know, like the, the, the added flexibility of doing more classes and 
like the, 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 even like the strength work is great but for me like the the um the mindfulness side of it and the understanding of my body is like by far the biggest benefit of the class I, I massively rate it yeah yeah and I and I think I think that that aspect if it's brought into schools um which which I think it will be my the woman who taught me um Elena Voice she was um massively trying to get it into as part of the NHS and um into schools so she did a lot of work around that and I think the younger the younger that you are when you get into um the mindful side of yoga and meditation um the better because we haven't spoken so much about meditation in this um conversation just yet but I mean that's a huge part of it is being able to detach from your emotions so that your emotions don't run your life and your day um and if kids learn how to do that that's amazing because that carries on throughout your whole life like as adults we don't get less emotional if anything we probably get more emotional mm. um and and that shouldn't be the thing that runs your life you should be able to detach from that and understand that you are separate from that feeling um because all those feelings all they do really is is manifest into your your perceived identity so if you as a, as a, as a young person are thinking oh this happened to me and you know my day didn't go so well and it must mean i'm not good enough and i'm inverted commas here you know that feeling that seed gets planted and then you know it just reinforces itself as you get older and older and then maybe you find meditation as an adult and then you can work yourself backwards to that point where you realize okay it wasn't necessarily true but imagine having that tool right from the beginning Mm. child so that those things don't become so deep rooted as part of your identity and you learn that tool from the beginning that, okay I'm not my emotions I am separate let me observe what's going on rather than be this emotion and that's that's really powerful I think yeah massively that would I mean could you even imagine the impact on people it would just be it would be immeasurable wouldn't it the, the amount of people that you'd help probably without them even realizing just for them to be able to understand that from an early age. Like you say, like if you can get that seed planted early, whether good or bad, it will grow. And I, I, can, I, re like I really do hope they start implementing more of this kind of stuff into schools. And I do, I agree that I feel like we are going in that direction, which is great. Mm. It's really nice. I really hope we do end up going there. Yeah, yeah, it's, def it's definitely positive, I think. I feel like a, a lot of what you just said is stuff I could benefit from personally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is the thing when you're when you're young, you're like, oh, this is this is a terrible like for me, I was bullied. Uh, so I'm going to use myself as an, as an example here. I'm like, this was a terrible day. Like that kid was mean. And so was that one. This is terrible. Oh, my God. Things m must be better when you're like older, like when you can, you know, choose your classroom, <laughs> essentially. And it's and then you get older and you're like, no, the problems just get different. Like it's I'd like names different. of the bullies and descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> No, we won't do that. But <laughs> we, I mean, on, on air, even better. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that she's already mentioned that that Yogi J teaches MMA fighters, and you're thinking, yeah, we're the ones to go get the bullies. Yeah, yeah, send us. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. T and Mr. B roll up and like, right, you have detention. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you have detention. Right, you up calling up your parents now? What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you happen to have a from the classroom from us? Can you think of any kind of like heartwarming or funny or uh, or rewarding or 
or any kind of particularly insightful experience you you've encountered whilst teaching i've got the cliche one of people fighting in class in a yoga class that, that will never ever ever be be bad or boring <laughs> <laughs> amazing but that has happened a few times um it's best when people own it it's just funnier <laughs> <laughs> forward fold uh. <laughs> yeah that's good um it's quite sweet when couples come to class together and like factually inaccurate nothing about the yoga i did with you or mrs b was cute it was competitive and embarrassing for me except for when you farted how dare you (laughs) (laughs) it was you (laughs) no he didn't he didn't no i was going to say it's really cute when couples come to class and if they like if they're in savasana or something it's right at the end of the class they they've got their hands out and their hands find each other and they hold hands and i think that's oh that's cute (laughs) yeah I tried doing that with one of the MMA guys. It didn't work at all. Just... <laughs> I tried Get off of me. With, I tried doing that with Mrs. B and her hand just moved further and further away. As my <laughs> further over. We got the wrong approach. <laughs> somewhere. First time I came out, I, like, I don't even know how to describe it other than like a yoga high is what I felt like. I was just walking on sunshine the whole way home. Just like, everything's good. Let me kiss my wife. Mwah! Let me smell these flowers. Oh, these beautiful things in the garden. I was just like, why am I not doing this all the time? Like, honestly, it was, it was something else. That's awesome, man. Yep. There you go. That's my from the classroom. <laughs> when <laughs> I was in your classroom, would you believe? <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, Yogi Jay, it has been so amazing to have you on here. And actually, a really nice opportunity just to talk to you about something that clearly you love and something you're so knowledgeable about. Like, you just it feels like you can break it down in such an easy way you do in classes anyway for someone like me who's never done it before to understand it but i could imagine the impact i wish i could see you do it with kids because i i would imagine that it would i would just learn so much even just about teaching just from the way that you would do it with the children so um yeah thank you so much for coming on it's been an honor to have you on here it has been absolutely brilliant thank you so much Thank you for saying that, guys. It's been an honor to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Right, guys, tune in in like uh, two weeks' time. We've got a couple more to go before the end yeah, of the pre-Christmas one. Pre-Christmas yeah, one. Pre-Christmas one. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of In at Break. We are everywhere. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and pretty much every podcasting app there is. So if we are not on your regular app, have a look at some other podcasting apps to see if you can find the next episode. If you have any questions for us at all, please send them to in at break at gmail.com. It's great to hear from you. We really, really get a buzz from it. And also it's where we get our questions for the hands up episodes, which come up once per term. Make sure you send them directly to in at break at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs>